1: Welcome back to Millennial Hollywood Season 1, Episode 2. I'm your host, Dakota T. Jones, and today we are talking to a writer of one of your favorite hit comedy series, so make sure you stay tuned. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. She in the spotlight, and she turned my head What is up, guys? I love this song. Me too. It's so fun. It works. Yes, it does. It gets the job done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hello and welcome back to Millennial Hollywood, Season 1, Episode 2, and today we are talking to a woman who's wrote some of our favorite episodes of Freeform's hit comedy series, Young and Hungry, and now she will be a published author with the April 11th release of Young and Hungry, Your Complete Guide to a Delicious Life. Life. Hello and welcome, Diana Snyder. How's it going? Yeah. Good. <laughs> so excited to be here. I'm so excited you're here. Okay, so this is amazing. This is exciting.
0: So exciting. And we'll
1: get to this later, but like, how cool is it that you're going to be like, like have you been an author before I have not
0: been an author before and I feel like fans are going to freak out we have so many fun little tidbits from the show from Gabby's life the recipes the life advice like it's really fun
1: that's exciting and it's co-written by um, Gabby
0: Gabby Moskowitz who is is the the real life Gabby who um, inspired the show so she's got great recipes that some of which Gabby's actually cooked for Josh on the show so you can make them at home for your own Josh that's so cool (laughs) that's awesome well
1: where can everyone find you on social media
0: yeah I'm on Instagram at Snyder Remarks, okay. and I'm on Twitter at Snyder Says S E Z.
1: All right, and you guys can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Mr Dakota T Jones. And let's go ahead and get into this. Okay, yes. so you're a writer on Young and Hungry. Mm-hmm. How long have you been a writer on the show?
0: I have been. Well, I've been on the show since the first season.
1: <laughs> okay, cool. but I've
0: been on staff as a writer on the show uh, since season two when okay, they bought awesome. me up to staff. Yeah, I started out as a writer's assistant. Okay, um, and then season two. Uh, someone left to go on another show and I got really lucky and they bumped me up to staff writer. That is so awesome. So Mm -hmm.
1: what does a writer's assistant do?
0: Okay, so writer's assistant is usually your first job in Hollywood mm-hmm. or, or production assistant. In this case, I was a writer assistant. So, what you do is you're literally just sitting at a screen and all the writers are pitching stuff and you're just trying to get it as fast oh as you goodness. can. So, they're like, okay, and this and this, did you get that? Did you get it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. I got it. And then oh, they're like, then oh when gosh. you do the actual script, all the writers are pitching and you're kind of sitting at a desk behind, you're just typing, typing, typing. And they're like, okay. And then Gabby says this and they're like, okay, there's a wow. comma there. Da, da, da. And so, you're just trying to get everything as fast as possible, get great notes. You know, sometimes the notes at the end of the day when everyone's jumping in, then Josh does this and then and Elliot says this and wow. then you smacks to smack him across the face and then you got to get all the notes together and sometimes they're 15 20 pages and you got to organize it That's and insane. it's usually your first job in Hollywood of his mine um before you kind of wow. get onto staff on a yeah, show Yeah everyone
1: always says like um like a PA or production assistant that sounds even harder than a production assistant like I mean the PA is very hard but that sounds very stressful yes
0: it definitely is
1: (laughs) that is so cool though that you got to like move up and now you're a writer of the show um so what is the writer's room like because I've always wanted to kind of go in and see I mean I'm sure it's just like a room with table and papers and everything but is like like you said it sounds like the energy is high you're trying to get all the ideas
0: The energy is super high. In our room, we have one big conference table, and then we have, like, 11 or 12 writers that sit around... And we usually start off pitching an idea. My boss will come in, David Holden, who's amazing. Yes. He created the show. And he'll come in, and we'll all pitch ideas. We'll be like, okay, I just want this really bad date. Maybe Sophia could go on a bad date. And then this is what could happen. And then someone will feed off your energy. like, yes, exactly. And then because when I was in an Uber, this could happen. Yeah. And then someone's like, oh, my God. And then this could happen. And then she could fake her reservation. And whatever the stuff yeah. is, people b- pile it on. Eventually, we have all these whiteboards that are around the room. And someone will say, once we have enough of the story, kind of like a beginning, middle and end, like she thinks she's so excited, it turns out the guy's crazy, yeah. you know, or he has kids or whatever it is. And then we put it on the board um, and we just do like act one, act two, act three, and literally go beat by beat of what the episode is Wow! Um, and put it up there. That's
1: so crazy. Pitching that's on like, jokes
0: at the same time. That's a whole everything.
1: scientific formula, like everything on the yeah, board. Yeah, it is really is. Really is. That's it so really cool. Is. I love kind of learning those behind the scenes things that goes into making a show because a lot of people think, oh, okay, like the... The actors show up and then they just start like no <laughs> that is not it like you know the actors are incredible amazing amazing,
0: amazing but at the same up.
1: time you need something to go off of and the fact that you guys can throw together these amazing episodes every week and have so much thought and detail going behind them and also the fact that i saw on your comments on instagram that like last week's episode you were saying like the whole reservation thing and that your boyfriend had done that before and taken someone's name. So it's so cool you get to put in your own...
0: Oh my gosh, and to be honest... We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see...
1: We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass.
0: I've done that before at the Genius Bar. We've all been there. Your laptop's broken. Yeah. You need to get that appointment. You're like, that's me, Melissa Rosen. Yes, yes. that's and me. <laughs> we've done it. I I mean, I've done it. Yeah. And um, yeah, a lot of times stuff from real life finds that's its so way. Cool. Funny stories from your real life kind of always find their way into that's the show amazing. somehow. You go on a bad juice. I think that was my pitch first when I was a writer assistant. I'd gone on a bad juice cleanse. I'm like, Elliot, Yolanda, they could go on a juice cleanse. yes, I was like, yes that's it. So it's always stuff from your life that yeah. kind of makes its way And then I'm the sure it's so much
1: fun to be like, oh, hey, like that's my life. Like I, yeah. I, I did that. That's so cool. Um, so how many writers are on this show?
0: We have 11 this season. Uh, there's one writing team. So it's like two, two guys that kind of write together. So mm-hmm. I guess they count as one, but they're there are two people, yeah. So including them, it's eleven.
1: Okay, cool. And this is you with some of them on set, correct? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's, That's so fun. They're great. That's they
1: seem like a bunch of characters. Oh my god, we
0: <laughs> the four of us actually share one office together with a basketball hoop.
1: Oh my so gosh! So we'll
0: be pitching jokes and like they'll be just tossing a basketball, and like I'm the only girl in there, so I'm like, guys, guys, can you just eat your gross food and stop playing basketball that outside? Is so funny. But <laughs> no one listens to me. But it's great. That's hilarious. <laughs>
1: What's your relationship with the cast like?
0: The cast is amazing. Um, They're so, so, so so talented. Uh, I I mean, oh yeah, that's me and Jonathan right there. Emily's been amazing. Amy, Kim, Rex. I mean, they're all just so talented. They Mm -hmm. nail their lines, every joke. We're just really, I think this show is so lucky because we really have an amazing cast that's just naturally funny.
1: That's awesome. It's just naturally naturally funny. Yes, definitely. Whenever you guys are um, at the live taping, is there times where. I know that sometimes there's, the lines aren't working, like for like one specific thing, like maybe someone's not laughing as much as you thought, and they have like the swing lines, I think they're called, or like the
0: yeah. So we the, call yeah. them alts. Okay. And so Wednesday nights on the show and Thursday nights we usually stay late pitching on alts. So alts okay. are like. You have a joke and just in case that joke lands or just in case it gets old because you know we do every show we do like let's say three or four takes and it's hard to laugh at the same joke every single time so usually we'll have a couple of alt jokes alternative jokes that we could kind of feed in. So it doesn't get repetitive.
1: That's so cool. So you sometimes will, will you run up to the cast in between takes and be like, okay, so now try this line.
0: Yeah. So we typically feed everything to David and then he's the creator and he'll kind of run on the show and, and give them the new line. But it's great, especially if you're a writer's assistant or if you're on a show and David creates this really collaborative environment where anyone can kind of like come in and pitch a joke. Like I remember when I was a writer's assistant, my first big joke was Josh was dating Jilly do you remember that the little oh, chef yeah 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 and Gabby was all upset that like she was doing her job and then we needed like a joke at the end there was no kind of like ending joke for the scene it wasn't landing yeah. in I remember being like what if Yolanda just says how come she doesn't do my job and then <laughs> oh my
1: gosh yeah
0: yeah 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 and so then it was like okay we're doing it and it got a big laugh and it's like the most amazing feeling that when you so get fun. an alt and it was it's really really fun
1: that's I, I bet I bet you're sitting there like the pressure's there and you're like we need this and then you say it and then it works and everyone laughs at yeah. you're like, that, totally. I did that. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. So it's awesome
0: when it happens just live.
1: That is so cool. And during the live tapings, you sit behind the monitor, right? Which is, which is, do you uh-huh. sit behind here with the director and all everyone?
0: So we kind of like sit and stand around and go get food and pitch jokes. Yeah. And it's a, like, yeah, we tape every single Friday almost from, I would say, six to like nine-ish. Uh-huh. Um so it's a late night for us, so but we're cool. there. yeah, we're there pitching jokes. That and is
1: so fun. Keeping
0: track of what scenes we're on and yeah, it's, it's a really fun environment. I love working on a live show because oh, yeah. you just know when things are and when things are working, which on our show, luckily, usually everything does, it's just the momentum and the energy is yeah. just so much fun.
1: That is so fun. I actually went to a taping not too long ago um, as a guest of Rex
0: oh my and he, gosh he brought
1: me in and, and you guys have some amazing food there like he <laughs> took me too. through the food line and I was like oh my gosh like amazing good food Dakota, I good. know and then it was amazing because I was there for the mid-season finale and so I know what's ha- what happens which I've obviously sworn in secrecy but yeah, it's so fun because I got to run behind the monitor <gasps> and Rex was like come on so he brought me on the stage wall like everyone was watching and I got to like go and be behind there and um, like Emily Osmond was standing there and the director and David like David, everyone was yeah. there, and I was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm standing next to these people while watching the midseason finale.
0: That's amazing. So exciting. It's an
1: amazing um midseason finale.
0: I completely agree.
1: It's it would be considered a midseason finale, correct? Yeah, I think so okay. I
0: think so. I think Because sometimes you know, mid-
1: they do 10 episodes, sometimes they do 20, but
0: Yeah, I think they're airing us in, in groups of ten. So yeah, okay, I think cool. that's mid season, yeah. Okay,
1: that's so exciting. Well, I'm I'm so excited to see because I know what happens, but I want to know how it led up to that mm-hmm. so like I, I know the the ending of what's happening but I'm like okay how did that happen Like, I need to see all the episodes I know. beforehand I know <laughs> that's so cool yeah. um, no go ahead no no I was gonna say so who is your favorite character to write for ooh that's a really tricky question
0: I would say Gabby, yeah. only because I think I'm most like her. And I think in the rooms, Karen Lucas, who's a producer on the show, a lot of times will be like, You're like Gabby, what would Gabby do? Hey. Like, you're always doing like crazy shenanigans and like causing situations and not telling her boyfriend things, but then admitting to things and then being crazy and oh have gosh. scheming wi- weird plans. <laughs> like, what would you do? What would Gabby do? So, for that reason, I love writing Gabby because she's has such a good heart but she kind of goes about things in the completely wrong way yeah so I feel like she's I feel very connected to that character I'm like I get it girl I get it wow that must be exhausting
1: sometimes because I can't sometimes with Gabby I'm like I can't keep up with this girl I know but if you relate to her in a lot of ways I'm like wow how do you keep up with yourself I
0: can't I've always (laughs) there's always something
1: happening yeah that is so funny um so I also want to show this awesome photo of you and Jonathan yeah that is so cool that you guys get to like you know, hang out and, and like, that you're responsible for, like, his lines and everything. Like, that's just such a, such a cool dynamic to be able to be like, yeah, like, these characters, I've helped create a life for them, but also these actors will also take and kind of do their own spin on things as well, right?
0: Yeah, I think, you know, one of the things, especially it's funny you talk about Jonathan, because with us, from the first season, we were really trying to find what what's Jonathan, what's um Josh's... What's it, what's fun? What can we do? What can we add more? We had a great character for him, but we really want to connect it more to who Jonathan is. And yeah. I think we've really found his character. I mean, Jonathan just plays, like, cocky so well yeah. and so funny. There's really <laughs> no one that does it better than him. He just plays that cocky Josh swagger, but he's, like, a tech nerd, and he's secretly a little teddy bear. Yeah. like so, so well. That he is so, really plays his that.
1: character is hilarious. Yes. And just seeing like the ni- dynamic between um, Josh and Gabby is hilarious. They're two different people, but they love each other in a sense, and they, they try to make it work, but just uh, keeping up with them is the most fun and exhausting thing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. it is.
0: It is, because he's so logical and serious yeah. and trying to get things done, and she's just like crazy and flighty and has all these plans, but I think ultimately... Here's hoping.
1: That's why they work. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> we'll Here's see. hoping. Yes, fingers yeah, we crossed. we'll see. Um, so I want to go ahead and get into the writing process. Mm-hmm. I would like to ask you what was, what are like the first steps that are taken, um, like before writing a script.
0: Okay, so before writing a script, especially on this show, Mm -hmm. we have all the beats on the board. And so in Young and Hungry, we do, we call it an A story and a B story. So Uh I'm going to try to explain this as best as I can. Yeah, yeah. The A story is usually Gabby's story. So Mm -hmm. whatever's going on with her, the big story involving Sophia, involving Josh, that's usually the A story. And then the B story is usually an Elliot and Yolanda story. And then we feed in those stories through act one, act two, and act three. Yeah. have like different beats for them. But typically, we don't start writing until we know all those beats. Okay. So, I'll give you an example. Let's say the episode is Gabby's trying to set up Sophia with... I'm just making this up. Elliot's crazy rapper brother. Uh Uh-huh. And she tries to make it work, and then the the second break is it it doesn't work, and he turns out to be crazy, and the third beat is this. We have all of that sort of, like, thought out beforehand. And then we go off to script. And then how we do it on this show, typically people get scene assignments. So they'll be like, okay, Diana, you write Crazy Gabby really well. She has this big, long speech at the end. Like, go write that. Okay, you guys are great with those Elliot Yolanda jokes. You go write that. And we kind of divide it all up. And Mm -hmm. then we put it into one big document. And then we edit it. Wow. all the scenes together. Mm-hmm. And we kind so of comb cool. through it and yeah. make it what it is. Because you
1: have to comb through it because it's like, I think, what is it, 28 minutes when you take out commercial breaks or something along? It's a little
0: less than that. It's like 23, 23, 24, okay, but it's okay. still long. I mean, our scripts are like 41 pages.
1: Wow. So you yeah. have to like put all this stuff in there and then sometimes there might be really good stuff and you're like, we have to comb through some of it to get it down to like 23, 24 minutes. That can be hectic trying to... Because I know, like, as a writer, you must love everything that goes into it. Yeah. So having to kind of take things away or, like, take certain lines away, it's probably hard. It's like dissecting something, trying to get it just right.
0: We always talk about that in the room, with, especially with those guys we are always talking about how if you have a joke that's made it from you submitted a scene, we've edited it, and we've got monday, tuesday, wednesday, thursday, friday. We we do um, a rehearsal every single day up until the show. If you've made if your jokes made it all the way through, it's like gold star you win. You yeah. win, your jokes made it. Cuz a lot of the times yeah, things change and mm-hmm. jokes have been heard a couple times and we we get them out, but when when you've had something that's kind of made it to Friday's show, it's like, "Oh
1: my god, that's so fun. Yeah. That is awesome." Um, let's see. So how long does it typically take to write an episode? So let's say you have an episode that you're filming Next week is it something where you film or you start writing the week before or is it something you do months ahead of time and have like a bank of scripts
0: so for us we're on a super tight schedule so we are shooting twenty episodes this year we're going boom 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 mm-hmm. so typically it's written the week before we we thought of it hopefully um, we we hopefully have broken the story a couple of weeks before or a month before and we have the idea of it then we actually go to write it and then how it works on our show and a lot of sitcoms is. Monday, we have something called a table read, Uh where the actors' normal clothes are just sitting and they read the lines and we kind of hear the flow of it. We make changes. Tuesday, we have a producer's run-through, where we see it on the sets and the producers give us notes Mm -hmm. and we go home and make changes. Wednesday, we do a network run-through, where the network sees it, we see it, we go back and we make changes. Thursday, we pre-shoot stuff, meaning any stuff that's too hard to shoot in front of a live audience, like... If it's outside or requires some kind of stunt, we shoot that on Thursday. And then Friday night, it's the show. So we are tweaking and tweaking and rewriting and rewriting almost every single day of the week up until that Friday show. That is
1: crazy. And I know you guys usually do like the pre-taping on Thursday and then on Friday it's the live show. But um, Rex was telling me that there was like three episodes where you didn't have a live audience, which means there's a lot of stuff that you guys were shooting either outside scenes or very complex scenes. And so I'm excited to see those too because that means that you guys must have had to put even more effort into it just because it was so complex. I'm yeah.
0: Sure. And those are definitely, I mean, I love the live audience. There's something yeah. really nice about being able to hear when something works and yeah. and it's so much fun. But yeah, we've definitely had some really crazy, amazing, fun locations this That's year. Awesome. That, yeah, we, we pre shot.
1: That is exciting. I love, I love, I, like, um, I think one of the big things that I remember being one of the first episodes that I. Was like, they must have had to really go on location for that. Was the whole Coachella thing.
0: Yes, <laughs> that, we did. Yeah.
1: That was so cool. Like, with a bus, and then, like, there was that wedding, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Was it like a reception? You know, where where someone was telling Josh? Oh my to, like, gosh, go that was it. at
0: the CBS lot. Yeah, oh at Elliot gosh. and Alan's wedding. Yeah. You know what? It looked so good. I was on set for that. I wish I had brought a picture. What's funny is it looked so big, but it was truly outside of the CBS cafeteria. Really? Literally <laughs> on a patch of grass. And, like, there's, like, a little patch of grass outside the CBS cafeteria. It's, like, Taco Thursday. People are lining up. And we've created this, like, beautiful, intricate wedding. It was amazing. Wedding. Yeah. So that's it,
1: so funny. It's so
0: funny. Like, sometimes you can create, um, in in fact, what was that movie? Zero Dark Thirty. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, so that's where we did Coachella, is oh. that they have this, like, desert area. I think it's past... Palm Springs area and that's oh, okay. where we shot all the Coachella stuff.
1: Wow, so you guys had to go kinda of far. To yeah, do it was all like that. so
0: in the in the California desert a little wow. bit. But yeah, so Zero Dark Thirty and Young and Hungry were shot in the same spot, that's I believe. So, fun. so that's pretty cool. Do
1: you have any like I don't know, I d I don't know like do you have any peeping toms basically while you were on in the desert or was there pretty much no one around?
0: So I was on location for that one. Oh, okay. I was back in the room writing, but um, I, I think they tried to have a pretty yeah. a pretty close set because that, that one. Th-
1: that's hard. Because whenever you go out um, on location, there's people, and and you know it's kind of a harder environment to try to keep people out.
0: Absolutely. I'm
1: sure I'm sure it would be one of those things where you'd be like, all right, guys, you know, we we can't have yes. you watching this because I could see them lining up trying to like get a get a glimpse. It's
0: true with the extras, yeah. the weddings, and all. Yeah, all those episodes. Anything that requires a lot of people, yeah, ends up being. A little bit of a fiasco. Yeah, I'm sure.
1: <laughs> so what steps does the script have to go through in order to get approved by the network? Is it one of those things where, like you said, it's like at the table read or something like before that? Or is it something where you have to submit it and then sometimes they might be like, okay, this is good, but you're going to have to change this.
0: So we always give the network or try to always give the network an outline ahead of time. Okay. Um, so usually they have an outline and so they kind of know what the script looks like. And then based on that outline, they'll give us notes and... Freeform's a great network. They really yeah. are. Um, they give us really smart notes. So they'll look at that outline. They'll say, you know, you might want to change this. Or would this be more interesting? And and they give us feedback. And then we take that feedback and then change the outline a little bit, ch- adjust the script accordingly. And then after the table read and throughout all those rehearsals, the network is, they're very involved. They're giving us notes. They're yeah. tweaking things. Um, but it's, it's a very, I think TV is really fun because... Yeah. It's a super collaborative process, you know? um, It's kind of not like movies where you're off and you're doing your own thing. It's everyone has a voice on this show. That's awesome. And that's what's really cool about David especially is on this show, like, the writer's assistant, you can pitch. If you've got a great joke, you can pitch it. If you are the script supervisor, if you are, I don't know, the legal department, like, whatever it is on this show, um, pitch it. Like, we have a very open, really fun show, and I think that's what's great, especially... Um, if you're trying to get a job in a show, and you know you're nervous about what are those entry level jobs look like, I think take it. Take any job you can get. Doesn't matter if it's in catering. Doesn't matter if it's walking someone's dog, which I've totally done before. Yeah, do it
1: because
0: yeah. you'll take those jobs, and you never know who you're going to meet. And sometimes you might pitch an idea, and then it'll get in, and then it'll lead to something. And the next thing you know, you're super famous.
1: Yeah, so exactly. So I'm all about that. That's amazing. That's so cool. I love the fact that your your whole dynamic at young and hungry it's so inclusive and, and loving environment where everyone has a voice and everyone's able yeah. to, to pitch things or you know that's, that's exciting because a lot of places are very like strict with how they do things and obviously there's a structure but being able to have that freedom of everyone feeling like they're a part of it is a huge deal huge. and probably is plays out to why it's a huge success because it's given so much love
0: it, yeah, yeah definitely
1: that's so cool so, okay, so how long does it take from, which you've kind of answered this already in a sense, but from re- when you write it to whenever it is taped? Is that pretty much like a week's time or...
0: A week or a little bit more. Um, a week or a little bit more, I would say. We're constantly write, rewriting throughout the week. Yeah. Um, but sometimes, like this, we usually start up again every summer. So I would say there's a couple of ideas that we had, let's say, in August that mm-hmm. we might not have shot until October. Yeah. And then now won't air until... Now, like March, so yeah. you know it's it's funny because stuff that's airing now, like Valentine's Day, I think we wrote that in like October, November time. Wow. So like Thanksgiving, and so now it's airing, and it's like almost summer. So yeah, it's it's fun to be a part of that.
1: Yeah. So by the time you journey. guys tape, it is months. Yeah, before months it's later. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Well, I am so excited that season five is here. I think we're on season five episode three next week, right? Or four?
0: Yeah, season five episode three, yeah. which is a really fun one. Uh, We have Heather Dubrow on the show who I, everyone is like making fun of me because I totally, (laughs) believe me, I fanned out over Betty White too. Like I flipped, but Heather Dubrow, real housewife of Orange County. I'm a huge (laughs) fan. I was totally freaking out. I was like, Heather, tell me everything I need to know.
1: That is so funny.
0: awesome. She's a great actress. She actually started out acting. So we have her on the show and she plays this kind of like Bethany Frankel, kind of Martha Stewarty type of woman who's yeah. very business savvy and wants to do an app with Josh, but as always, Gabby weasels her way in yes. and pitches Natasha an idea, and you'll have to see what happens, but... so funny. I can't you know, wait to see that
1: episode, because I saw some promo photos and stuff, and <laughs> I was like, this is going to be so good.
0: <laughs> so funny.
1: So whenever you write an episode, is it one of those things where you're like, you know what, I could really see... Um, DeBrow in this episode. Like is it one, or like you know, Betty White? Is it one yeah. of those where you're like, okay, we're writing this. I think it would be great if Betty White was in this.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. And I feel like with Betty White, we were always, you know, pie in the sky. We were always like, Oh, it'd be great to get Betty White on the show. Yeah. It'd be amazing to get Betty White in the show. Um, but Andy Catiff, who's our director, actually directed Hutton Cleveland, which Betty oh, White yeah. was on for many years. Yes. So he had a nice relationship with her. Um Rachel Sweet, who's a writer on our show, was also in Hunt in Cleveland. So a lot of people had relationships to Betty. We put in that phone call. We were praying that we got her. Um, And then once we did, I think we had actually maybe a different way to go Mm -hmm. with Valentine's Day. Um, Oh, yeah, we did. We had Instead of the dress, she got the ring initially, and then she dropped it, and then a mouse ate it. (laughs) That was the initial thing. And then she was going to have to make a cheese souffle to get the mouse to come out with the ring. That was the initial Valentine's (laughs) Day before Betty White came. That was what it initially was. And then... We found out that we got Betty White, and then the mouse was bye bye. You're like bye. Bye bye, <laughs> yeah. mouse. It was a sad day. I like the you, mouse.
1: That's so funny. But it though. was better to get Betty. Yes, <laughs> definitely. I mean, you can always get the mouse to come yes. back. I'm sure his schedule's free. Yes. But Betty, yes. Uh, you know, that's amazing. And I found out that it's actually, I think, multiple episodes with her, t- two so far, right? Is yeah. what they've released so far on, on social media. I've mm-hmm. seen. That's two exciting. So to, not only to get Betty White, but to get Betty White twice. Like, oh my
0: God, we, we killed it. That is yeah, amazing. Yeah, it's amazing to have her. That it's is so, so fun. fun. Yeah,
1: it's just, I can't believe, it's, it's one of those things, whenever you have such a successful show, it does attract celebrities, and, and people will be like, yes, I would love to be on that show, because yeah. it's a huge show, and, and to get to a place where you're like, I, we can pretty much get who we want on the show, and that's, that's a big testament to how great the show's doing.
0: Absolutely. Yeah,
1: Definitely. Okay, so, I want to get into, like, how you got here, in a sense. So, um, like, growing up, was this always something you pictured yourself doing? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: I always wanted to write. um, I was that kid making, like you know, the Thanksgiving play for my family yes. and, like, the Halloween show. And, like, I would totally be, like, dressing up my so little great. sister and, like, my cousins and stuff. So I kind of got bit by, like, the writing bug pretty early, I would say. Yeah,
1: that is so cool. I, it's one of those things I remember when I was little, I would be creating all the Thanksgiving things. And <laughs> yeah. everyone would be like, all right, Dakota, like, do we really have to sit here for 30 minutes and watch you and your cousins, like, go off on this tangent about... I don't know, I just love that. Because that's one of those things at young age... you you get a sense for this kind of a thing and you want to go for it. And that's the best thing to do as a kid is you're able to kind of take those initial steps to kind of... Make your creativity happen, which is awesome. And you're not scared, awesome.
0: you know, and you're yeah. a kid. You're just doing stuff and, and having fun with it. You know, there's not as much pressure. Exactly. As when you get older and you're like, oh my God, this web series needs to get a million <laughs> views and be so funny. <laughs> I know, exactly.
1: There's a lot less pressure. Yes. Um, so did you go to school for writing?
0: Mm-hmm. I went to NYU. Awesome. Uh, yeah, they have this school called Tish, and it's like an acting, writing. I, I don't act, but it, they have a writing and like film and TV program. So I studied there and it was like... So helpful. Like, they broke down every single process. That's um, awesome. But Tish is very se- I love Tish. They, it's very serious. They have a lot of very serious filmmakers. And I was usually one of the only girls being like, I want to make a rom com. Yeah. And I
1: was like,
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> like, we're studying Fellini. Right. And like, exactly. Okay. Miss Congeniality is my favorite movie. <laughs> yeah. And like, I was kind of that girl a little yeah. bit. Um, But I think kind of working, it's, like, there's, I would say TV structure is TV structure, yeah. whether it's, you know, like, Citizen Kane or Friends. Like, it's all kind of the same yeah. in that way. Um, but, yeah, NYU is great for that.
1: That's so awesome. That's really cool. And bringing back to what you said about, like, Friends, I feel like Gabby and Josh are, like, the Rachel and Ross.
0: One definitely One million percent.
1: <laughs> Which is so cool because <laughs> I've watched literally every single episode of Friends. So being able to kind of get on a show that I love, that is not, not like them, but, like, is in a sense... It has the essence of yeah. them? It's so exciting because I'm like, yes, like that's one of those things where their relationship attracts so many viewers just because it's so intricate and funny, and just seeing it fail and then get back together. And it's just one of the, you. You love watching other people's pain in a sense. Like you oh love my God. watching yeah. other people mess up and try again. It's so fun.
0: Absolutely, and it's like who hasn't had a relationship like that? Exactly. Do you know what I mean? Like I think everyone in their early twenties is like. The amount of times I've heard my friends be like, okay, I'm dating this guy. No, I'm not dating this guy. No, he hasn't texted me. Now he's texting me. Now he's my boyfriend. Oh my God, I'm not talking to him. I hate him. Yeah. It's like, I think that's kind of like the natural early 20s teen relationships, you know?
1: (laughs) It's so funny. Um, So what was the first memorable thing that you wrote in a sense? Was it like in college or was it like you said back whenever you were doing the plays in front of your family?
0: Let's see. I would say I did this web series um, after college. My first... My first job after college, I was a personal assistant, to a Hollywood actor, which was amazing and crazy, and I learned a ton. Wow. Um, But then after that experience, I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to be a personal assistant forever. Maybe I want to write something. Yeah. So I wrote and directed this web series called Skirts and Ladders, and it was about this girl who works for this boss, and she doesn't really want to do this, but she's not really sure what she wants to do next, but she's got a lot of energy and heart and hustle. Yeah. And um, I wrote that, and it was really, really fun, and that was kind of the first time I was like, oh, TV, like, they were kind of like three, five-minute episodes, and I was yeah. like, TV is really fun. Like, you get to kind of stay with these characters and see them grow and do different things every week, and I think that was sort of like the launching,
1: the launching That's head. incredible. So that was like your first project after um, college. In yeah. Instance. That's exciting. That's so fun. That's awesome. And then after that, was it um, was it Young and Hungry after that?
0: Yes, I was. I worked for an actor for like two and a half years, mm-hmm. um, and then I was like, "What do I want to do next?" And I want to write for a show. Yeah, and I had been out to L.A. Um, only once with my mom, and my mom wouldn't let me drive in LA, so she drove me to all my meetings. Uh-huh. <laughs> so my mom, and I'd be like, "Okay, I have a lunch meeting at the CVS lot," and like my mom would like drive like our minivan rental uh-huh. around and like h- hang out at Gilligan's Island away at the CVS yes. lot, and be like, "Okay, honey, good luck," and I'd be like, "Thanks, mom," and I'm like, "Oh my god, this uh-huh. is totally that
1: is so sweet." Yeah, though. that's awesome.
0: And um, I one of the companies that I met with was the Tannenbaum Company, who produces this show. And then I literally did a Google alert on them. And then when Young and Hungry got picked up, I was like, oh my God, I need to get on the show. I need to get on the show. What do I do? Yeah. And I had been an intern um, many summers before at NBC Universal, And I knew someone who knew someone at Freeform. And I was like, please, please... I will call in the big favor, email someone, yeah. email someone, and get me on the show, Young and Hungry. I don't know why... I read the script, and I just feel like this is meant Something to be my show. Something you want to do.
1: That's so cool. Yeah.
0: It was actually really crazy, because they made that phone call, and then David interviewed me over the phone, and someone told me, whatever you do, don't tell him. I was still living in New York at that time. I wasn't even living in LA, because oh, I grew wow. up in New York. Yeah. Um, and they said, don't tell him that you don't live in LA, because <laughs> if anyone finds out that you... have uprooted your whole life to work on this show it's too much pressure so I said okay so we're doing the phone interview it's going great finally he asked me so where do you live I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god the only street I could remember in Los Angeles was Franklin Avenue I don't know why (laughs) so I was like I live on Franklin and he was like oh great okay great can you start on Monday and I was like sure and then I was like oh my god start on Monday and I don't have an apartment in LA oh my gosh so that's so yeah we literally just like packed up I like begged my mom we like flew I started the job and she like would find me an apartment and like help me get everything set up while I was at work
1: that is so amazing so it sounds like your parents or your mom is like super supportive Yeah, yeah yeah that's incredible that Mm -hmm. is so fun my parents are super supportive too and whenever I first moved out here I was almost 18. I was 17 at the time. And they, they totally like, they thought there was a chance I might've gotten on like a show, which it didn't end up working out, but I, they helped me uproot everything. I graduated early. I moved out here. They stayed with me for a week and a half. They made sure I had everything yeah. I needed. I had my everything. And then they, they said goodbye. And it's, 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 amazing when you have that, um, like someone behind you that believes in you so much. Cause that's so cool. And I respect that you made that leap of faith and just came out here. and. That's incredible. That's a very awesome story to be able to be like, yes, this is where I started, and I got here, and I did my schooling, and then I flew across the country.
0: Yeah, so I think cool. you have to, and I would tell anyone out there who wants to be a TV writer or wants to be in the business, like, make the leap. Hopefully, you can get a job wherever you are, if you're in Kentucky, if you're in Michigan, wherever you are. I did it from New York. Like, you can get a job, Um and, and make the leap. And even if you can, I would say, just do it. Make yeah. the leap. You'll meet people. You'll get a job. You, you can do it.
1: That's amazing. I really believe that. I love, I love hearing people say that because it is scary sometimes, but you have to just do that leap of faith. Mm-hmm. So that's that's really cool. Well, I have some really fun game that I want to play okay, with you. Okay,
0: yay. I like games. It's
1: called, Who Said That? Oh, God. Okay. And I have <laughs> these. You can, it's I have all the characters. Oh, my God. This is so fun. And so you can keep these. And so basically what you're going to do, I'm going to say a line and you're going to try to guess of who you guys wrote that line for and then you'll hold it up to this camera. Okay. Okay. Got it. I got it. Okay. So these lines are incredible. All right. So the first one, it's not strip poker, is it? I'm willing to risk my money, not my eyesight. Oh, this
0: is a tough call. Okay. I think I got it.
1: Correct! Yay! Yay! I know this show. Okay,
0: yes. okay. I and can't be cocky yet. No,
1: that's all right. You know, that is that is one of my favorite lines on the show. <laughs> because he has so many great one-liners. It's I incredible. Know, he
0: was the master of the zinger. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay, so, my mind is in the gutter, but my balls never are. Oh my god,
0: I wrote that! <laughs> Did you really? Yeah! That
1: is a great line. Oh my line.
0: god, yes! I totally wrote that. That is that's so, so funny. fun. Okay.
1: All right. Correct! That is a great line. Okay, so... It's like when my hair got cornrowed. It was a one-time thing in the past, and I totally regretted it. This is like an early line. Oh,
0: oh, Gabby looking at the fridge. Yes,
1: look at you go. Okay, so three out of three so far. Okay, okay.
0: okay.
1: Last night, after I called off my wedding, you're the person I wanted to see.
0: Aw, classic line. Classic. I did not write that, but I wish I did. That's incredible.
1: That line right there, like if, if someone didn't watch the show... And, and saw, like, that picture that had the line on there, like, Freeform post those uh, promotional photos with the line across it. If anyone just stumbled across that, that, that enough would make me want to watch the show and be like, we cancel my wedding. What? And I would, I, know. I would click on, watch it on the Freeform app.
0: Literally got waterworks from that. Yes.
1: <laughs> okay, so we have, if I'm going to be showing all that skin, I got to go get waxed. Correct. Yes! Correct. I think that's five out of five. Oh, okay. my God.
0: Okay, Mike, you're going to rescore scorecard.
1: I hope it fits. I have hands like little starfish.
0: Oh! Alan. No, Elliot, when Alan proposed.
1: Yes! All right, you even, like, not only do you know the character, but you know, like, the situation of how it happened. That's <laughs> yeah, incredible. He thinks I'm adorable, despite looking like Edna from The Incredibles.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Gabby, during the speed dating episode.
1: Yes. Yes. Wasn't that the episode with um Brent Bailey, he had like a beard at the time, I think. Yeah, yeah, He came yeah. in for our Young and Hungry After Show. He is funny. So funny. He was a great guest star. Okay, so it won't be the first time a guy passes out on me and I have to do all the work.
0: <laughs> uh, That's
1: that really funny. That was a great line. Um
0: I think it's
1: correct. Woo! Correct. I think that was whenever um the guy who she took her to Drake or like a a concert oh yeah the writer got for that article yes Yes. that was great yes that was
0: a really fun one
1: and the last one I'm not wearing the underwear that I want to die in Correct! Yeah Oh my gosh, you got all of them correct. Oh my
0: gosh, I know my characters. That is
1: amazing. I know Applause these characters. for sure. That's Thank crazy you. awesome. I love that because um, whenever I did this I didn't tell you what the game was, I didn't no, tell you what we're gonna be all. doing. And you got every single one of them. I'm super impressed. Okay, so let's talk about wrapping this up a little bit. I wanna know what do you want to do next? Obviously you wanna continue with Young and Hungry, but what's something like an unaccomplished dream that you always wanted to do, whether it be work on another television show television show or work on movies? Mm-hmm.
0: My big dream long term, although um, well, I'm super happy at Young and Hungry, but I think eventually I definitely want to have my own show. Um, that's cool. I think that's, that's every TV writer's dream, but yeah. I mean, I love writing for girls. I mean, I'm a 20-something girl. I totally get what it's like to have big dreams, and you've got your hustle on, and you're trying to make it work, but yes. there are obstacles in your way, and you're doing everything you can. You're walking dogs at night, and you're driving Uber, and you're just trying <laughs> to do everything you can. Like... I want to tell those stories about girls who are hustling, who are trying to make something of themselves, um, whether, you know... They're in a law office or they're in a high school or they're running for school president or yeah. whatever it is. Um, I want to tell those stories.
1: That's like ex- so exciting. I love that. And one of the things where I know that I don't think it ended up happening, but the Young and Sophia spinoff, mm-hmm. I love that episode and I love the dynamic between Amy Carrero and Ashley Tisdale. Yes. And that whole thing is, is like, like you said, like the girl power, like trying to make it in the business and, and, and having all these obstacles and like... In, in Young and Hungry and that spinoff episode, I saw that so much, and it's an important thing to share with people because, um, you know, a lot of people try to pit women against women, but at the same time, it's so fun to see a show that, like, makes makes light of it in a sense. Yeah. And shows, like, if, if, if girls are having problems with each other, like, how silly it is and how it can be overcome, and I love that about the show. I think they're really, they really do a great job of trying to, to make light of that and, and, and make women powerful.
0: Totally. I think Gabby and Sophia, they always have each other's backs, and... Yeah. Um, it's fun writing those kind of stories. I loved, I mean, Devil Wars Prada is like my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. And like, I would love to do like the TV version of that. Kind yes, of show. <laughs> yes. And also,
1: okay, now it's freeform. So you started while it was ABC Family, right? Yeah. So how much liberty have you gotten to write maybe more scandalous things or whatever, like from ABC Family to freeform? Because let me tell you, you guys are pushing the limits on some of I these know. things. I know.
0: I um, know. Yeah, we did some. Pics on uh, on two episodes ago. that oh were very gosh. Scandalous. Yes. yes. Josh
1: was like over yeah, here. Yeah. Like or Josh photo has shoot. taken some
0: uh, little shots. Of, what do they call it? A penis panorama.
1: Oh, like that? a, a panorama <laughs> or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was um, Yeah, we've
0: totally been getting away with some stuff. I think. I think Freeform is really pushing pushing the boundaries as, as best as as we can. You know, keeping things funny and yeah. appropriate, but at the same time, like. I mean, we did an episode, I think, in season three or four where, like, Gabby got a gig from Logan to, like, make yeah. pot brownies, <laughs> and, like, we did that, and but she took one accidentally, and then, like, she's, t- you know, got an STD test. So yes. we've definitely done that kind of stuff on the show, and I think we do want to be telling more stories that I think, um, you know, younger people are experiencing, and I yeah. think, like, real, real stuff, I think... Um, I think Freeform is
1: That's definitely That's exciting. It's giving yeah. you guys more liberty to kind of talk more about certain situations and kind of... I love it. I think it's it's great. Um, lastly, I want to talk about this book again. So, Young and Hungry, Your Complete Guide to a Delicious Life. Yes. Your name is right here. How does that feel? That's so incredible. Feels amazing. That is so fun. Feels so amazing. this will be out April 11th, correct? Out on
0: April 11th. It's actually available to pre-order on Amazon right now. I can go on, just click that pre-order page, and boom, you're there. That's amazing. Um, but the book's really fun. It, what it is, it is, it kind of ties in recipes in the show and themes of the show with advice. So I would say like. Friends with Benedicts, the perfect yeah. eggs Benedict recipe and like how to be in a friends with benefits relationship, ladies. That
1: is amazing. <laughs> like that kind
0: of stuff. You know, Girl Code and Rocky Road. Like if you broke a Girl Code rule, you can patch things up with a batch of brownies. We will tell you how to make them and here's how to do it.
1: That is so, so cool. So it's mm-hmm. got like like life experiences plus the food you need to make yeah, to exactly. To do they have the, the famous grilled cheese? That's what I want to know.
0: The famous grilled cheese, I believe, is in there. Okay. But if not, there's something e- equally as good. I okay, alright.
1: That's amazing. So this comes out April 11th How exciting is that? And it has the foreword by Emily Osment.
0: Yes, Emily wrote an amazing intro. It's beautiful and, like, ties everything together and talks about what she's learned from playing Gabby so if you're a fan of the show and you're a fan of Emily I think you're really gonna connect to the That's book.
1: so cool I'm excited thank you so much for giving me a yes, copy and she signed it and everything so I'm super excited I'm definitely gonna be trying out some of the recipes because I'm really not a good cook and I'm wanting to <laughs> learn <laughs> so that's incredible plus it'll give me more motivation because I'll be like okay I want to cook something oh and uh, let me see how I can make this relationship work real quick. Yeah
0: exactly. I yeah, love right? that yeah, I know. that's so
1: exciting well thank you so much for joining me. Of
0: course me. it's so much fun. It's been a
1: blast. let everyone know again where you can um be found on social media
0: yes okay so i'm instagram snyder remarks s-n-y-d-e-r-e-m-a-r-k-s and snapchat and twitter at snyder says s-n-y-d-e-r-s-e-z all
1: right that i love your usernames i love it like snyder <laughs> remarks i love it okay and you guys can find me on instagram twitter and youtube at mr dakota t jones we will be at, we will be back whoa next week season one episode three with megan rinks she has a very special announcement, and she will be joined by Jack Ferry. And that's gonna be exciting. That's all I can say, because I'm not really sure what they're gonna announce. And I know you guys aren't supposed to know yet. So make sure you tune in, it's gonna be so exciting, and we have more guests lined up for you guys every week here. So make sure you stay tuned. Follow the popcorn talk everywhere at the popcorn talk, afterbuzz TV, at Afterbuzz TV. If you're watching us on YouTube, make sure to comment below. We love responding to you guys, and if you're listening to us on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and we will feature it on next week's show if you write a review. So we love you guys. We Thank love you so you. much. Thank you.
0: Thank yes, you for watching. And
1: write or watch Young and Hungry next week.
0: Mondays at eight. Yes. Mondays at eight, baby.
1: Stay young and stay hungry. <laughs> <laughs>